morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I know I am, and it's been a very, very interesting week, I gotta say. I mean, through all the trailer drops we've had, through the Brazilian Comic Con, to me figuring out that Brazil has a Comic Con. Amazing. Honestly, we got so much to talk about, so we're gonna jump right in and begin with comics. So today, uh, they released Planet Hulk Worldbreaker. So this takes a place around a thousand years after the events of 616 in the future on the planet Sakaar, where the land is now barren wasteland with different creatures and aliens now residing. There is a priestess going around talking about how the Green Scar, aka the Hulk, a thousand years back was not the savior. He was not a great leader. And from what the stories they heard, he actually doomed Sakaar. Uh, they talk about Halfbringers, which are people with green skin, who I assume are descendants of the Hulk and other Gamma people out there, talking about how they're evil, how they need to hunt them down. There are two siblings, an older woman and with green skin and a younger kid. When I mean older woman, I meant like maybe about six, seven years older. Uh, while traveling, they get cornered by what seems to be the prison, uh, not prison guards, but priestess guards, and she gets paralyzed when one of them attacks her in the neck. They capture the brother, and Amadeus Cho finds her, and she reveals to him after going back to his secret base that she is his granddaughter, and was told not to find him by her mother. He talks about how he is not the hero in the stories, and that he has lived longer than anyone should and has made some mistakes including saving a village from this robot it was later revealed by Amadeus that this robot ended up poisoning the entire village and and everyone died of cancer so he has made some mistakes and he wants to kept out he also reveals that he is not the green scar that everyone's looking for that that would be Bruce Banner uh, he does agree to help find the brother and save him they find his location and Amadeus says that he needs to look around, that brute strength isn't always the answer. Uh, he uses his toy, not toy, but device to see that there are other kids as well. They are found out and are attacked. Amadeus tries to turn into a bigger Hulk, but they have gamma inhibitors, which depowers Amadeus. Uh, one of the ladies gets in front of him to absorb the gamma inhibitor so he can turn into a Hulk. He does so, destroying one of them, but others come, and they're very much prepared for him because they attack him with gamma inhibitors, making him depowered. He says that they are not strong enough for this fight, and that they need to find Bruce Banner, which is re he's revealed to basically be meditating. Whether or not he has full control of the Hulk, no idea, but nonetheless, it's a pretty good comic. Now, there is a second story attached to this, which takes place in present day, with Scar. He is looking for his father, who is off-world. Uh, he runs into She-Hulk, who's been looking for him, and talks about how much Bruce cares for him. But he also feels unwanted. He sees that an alien is attacking humans, so he goes to calm down the situation. He sees that the alien is an animal and is stuck in a bear trap. He frees him, and a group of soldiers attack the animal. Scar gets mad and almost kills all of them with his big sword. If you don't know it, Scar carries a huge sword that can chop anything off. She-Hulk steps in, calms him down before he commits mass murder, and basically captures the soldiers who don't have jurisdiction to work in that state. How does she know? Well, she's a lawyer. Anyway, 
uh, I believe this is a prelude for him getting his own series, which I would not be opposed to because honestly, this man definitely deserves his own series. Anyway, uh, the comic ends with a list of aliens that they've been hunting down. Now, like I said, it's a pretty good comic. Uh, very interesting to see what has happened on Sakaar a thousand years later and how Hulk is alive. I mean, especially Amadeus Cho. I mean, these guys have been living for a lot longer than they should. But I mean, it's comics. We'll find out it's through gamma radiation or it's because of their Hulk origin. Who knows? Anyway, moving on, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man issue number 14. Now, this uh, comic follows Ben Parker, uh, the clone of Peter Parker. The last time we saw him, it was after his mind had been warped by the Beyond Corporation. Now, he goes by the villain name, Chasm. Why? No idea. I'm not a big fan of the name. Not to mention, he's got green smoke coming out of his costume to make him look mysterious but it makes him look kind of tacky anyway uh he's been raiding beyond bases to gather weapons and intel this eventually leads him to building a machine that leads him into limbo where he travels and talks to the goblin queen who is a clone of Jean gray and as you know was responsible for the whole hobgoblin fiasco in the previous issues now after talking they come to an agreement and find that they have a lot of things in common they plan to not only build an army but to get the souls of their counterparts. For those of you who don't know, the Goblin Queen is a clone of Jean Grey, like I said before. And, of course, Ben Parker is a clone of Peter Parker. Now, Jamie, who's his girlfriend at the time, and I believe is also a clone, basically gets powers thanks to the Goblin Queen and becomes Hollow's Eve. Not the most creative name, but we're going to go with it. Anyway, they begin to build their army and take their time as they're both going to strike Peter Parker and the X-Men to get to their goals and consume their souls. Now, I gotta say, this event is going to tie in the X-Men, Spider-Man, and also Venom. And I think that's gonna be interesting. Whether or not Greg uh, Wells is gonna be making this... No, not Greg Wells. Zeb Wells is gonna be making this. No idea. I really hope he doesn't write for the X-Men because I've seen his writing and he could use a lot of work. But who knows? Maybe it'll be good. I'm praying it will be good. Anyway, uh, that's it for comics. We're going to be moving on to TV shows. Now, The Mandalorian has now been announced to have a release date. Yes, season three of The Mandalorian. I know I am excited. You know why? Because it's The Mandalorian. You know how many times I've been looking for clues, anything to let me know, hey, it's going to be coming out. And now we have the date of it being March 1st. And I can't wait to explore Mandalore. Seriously, this is the first time we're going to be seeing Mandalore in live action, and I'm excited for it. Not to mention, technically, and I mean this seriously, technically, Mando, it is king of Mandalore, since he has the Darksaber. What will this mean for Bo-Katan? No idea. Will he raise an army for something? Maybe. I'm curious to see how this all connects, especially with Ahsoka series coming out this year as well. I'm just excited for it, and I can't wait for the full trailer to be dropping since we've already gotten the teaser. Anyway, uh, moving on, another Star Wars show called The Acolytes will be showing the Sith penetrating the Jedi Temple after the end of the High Republic. Now, the interesting thing about this is it's going to be from a Sith perspective. Daphne Keen has been announced to be one of the main characters. Now, if you don't know who that is, she was in Logan and played 
uh, X-23. Basically, his clone slash daughter. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be amazing. And, I mean, she's already shown that she can do action scenes. So, I'm super excited for this. Especially with this being set, I think I want to say, a thousand or a few hundred years before uh, Phantom Menace. So, it's definitely going to be good. Moving on, uh, a teaser for that 90s show has dropped. And I got to say, it looks amazing. I have always been a That 70s Show fan. And seeing the actors come back for this show, especially the actors for both Kitty and Red. And now they're dealing with a whole new generation. That's right. The 90s generation. Now, uh, they've already announced that all the other actors are going to be and actresses are going to be coming back for cameos. Except Hyde's actor for reasons why uh, he's, apparently he's been accused of rape. And yeah, so uh, I don't think they're going to be asking him to be coming on anytime soon. But yeah, uh, so this is going to be sh- uh, following Eric and Donna's daughter, Leah Foreman. Yep, my dude convinced Donna to name their daughter after a Star Wars character, the legend. <laughs> anyway, I'm super excited to see what the 90s have in stow and how nostalgia is going to hit us like a running brick. Since technically, it would make sense for them to do in the 90s because for when this show was coming on, it was during the 70s, about 20 year, twenty to 30 year difference. So it kind of makes sense. And I'm excited to see what this generation thinks about what we did in the 90s. Oh, God, we're all going to feel old. I can already feel it. Anyway, another thing that's coming out is a full trailer of The Last of Us has dropped. And I got to say, it looks amazing. It really does. They got everything down perfectly from the clickers, from the other infected, for the actor and actress who are playing some of the characters, especially Ellie. The actress playing Ellie, she's from a Game of Thrones, and she has the right energy to play Ellie, and it's amazing. Pedro Pascal looks great as Joel, and it seems like it's going to be a wild ride. I'm already recognizing characters, and that's not a good thing at all, because I know that these characters are going to die. Yes, anyone who's played the game. I mean, the game is over 10 years old now, and they released a reboot, remake, money grab, whatever. I know some of these characters are going to die. I know how they're going to die. And I am not looking forward to watching them die again. But either way, I'm going to be watching it because I love the video game. It's amazing and I can't wait for the show. I honestly look forward to my parents watching the show as well because I talk about this game constantly and they're finally going to see why. Anyway, moving on, Gen V uh, trailer has been released and... It's a spinoff of The Boys, which will air in 2023. So this is going to be following some college kids who are basically in a Hunger Games style competition for survival in a college run by Vault International. There's going to be some cameos from A-Train, Ashley. Some more people will probably be showing up to establish some connection. This will apparently take place between seasons three and four. And honestly, the trailer looked bloody. And I'm always looking forward to anything from the boys. I'll say this. I think this should hold us off until 2024. Until we get the boys season 4. And hopefully Invincible season 2. Now I guarantee you there's probably going to be a like a big cliffhanger. That won't be answered until the boys. Which we will hate. But then again it is what it is. And I'm excited for it. And now moving on to movies. Uh, now I gotta say this was the best special that Marvel has released and that special has to be the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now with the original songs, 
the crazy adventure that Drax and Mantis went on. And it's just incredible. The first song, especially. I mean, the aliens singing about what they thought for Christmas with Mrs. Claus working that pole to, um, what was the, what, what did they say? Basically, it's a uh, plan to kill uh, Santa Claus. That was hilarious. I bursted out laughing so many times. I thought that the relationship between Mantis and Drax was funny. It was basically a sibling one. And Mantis revealing that she is Star-Lord's sister was great. And it did confirm some theories that many fans had had. Now, one thing I liked was how they brought back Yondu for this special and how it connected in the end. I definitely enjoyed Kevin Bacon and his reaction to everything was great. Uh, I love the song that they all sang at the end. And I love how this is a great prelude to uh, Volume 3. Speaking of which, which we got the trailer for. Now, it's revealed that in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, that the High Evolutionary will be the villain. Now, this is important because the High Evolutionary has some serious ties to many heroes and villains. He was roommate with uh, Mr. Sinister. And he's responsible for giving both Wanda and Petro their powers. Yes, he is responsible for the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver getting their powers in the comics. How this will translate into the movie, I don't know. Now, one thing I'll say about this trailer is it looks depressing. I know this is going to be the final goodbye for James Gunn's involvement in the MCU and the last time we will see all these characters together like this. And from the trailer, I'm suspecting that Rocket will die. And I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, it's revealed in the trailer that the High Revolution Evolutionary basically uh, will be involved in how Rocket became Rocket, which is very interesting. Now, uh, one thing that a lot of people won't realize while watching the movie, or maybe they will, who knows, is that the High Evolutionary was once human. Uh, he was a geneticist who was obsessed for guiding the human race through experiments uh, in a way he called advancement for the human race. Which it wasn't. It was his own sociopathic technicies that he saw that he was the only person to bring perfection to the human race. He actually first appeared as a Thor villain before getting involved with other heroes like the X-Men. And I already told you their ties with both Wanda and Pietro. Now one thing that's interesting as we saw in the trailer is that the High Evolutionary had built an Earth called Counter-Earth where the human-animal hybrids lived. Now, the interesting part about this, in the comics, Counter-Earth was made on the other side of the solar system in exactly the same spot as Earth, but on the other side, uh, circling the same sun. Now, whether or not that's going to be the same thing for this, who knows? Very curious to see how this all works out. And we're getting our first glimpse at Adam Warlock. Now, he is important because in the original comics, he had the Soul Stone embedded into him and the high evolutionary had a part in making him so who knows maybe they'll go the same way this time around the one thing i'm definitely excited for is to hear james gunn's playlist for this movie because every time he releases a movie with guardians of the galaxy or any of his other projects his playlist is always on point peacemaker is a great example for this and so is his suicide squad movie anyway uh moving on from guardians of the galaxy Indiana Jones, the trailer for this movie has dropped, and I gotta say, it looks amazing. This will most likely be Harrison Ford's final ride for the titular character. And apparently this takes place in 1969, which is 12 years after the events of the Crystal Skull. 
which took place in 1957. Now, one thing that's interesting is this is going to be following the United States during the space race and follow Indy and his goddaughter as they try to uncover a plot of former Nazis who were made NSA members to trying to change the world. Now, interestingly enough, that is actually a true fact in history. Most NSA scientists who worked during the space race were former Nazis. Not a lot of people remember that. And it's kind of cringy to think, yeah, we did that and so did the Russians to try to get ahead. But anyway, enough of the history lesson. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see Harrison Ford make another action movie, especially since this guy is in his 80s. It's really amazing and yet scary. I'm just excited to see this movie, especially with my dad, who is a big Indiana Jones fan. And with the same director who directed Logan, I'm expecting great things. All right. And that's enough for uh, my Indiana Jones Disney Fest. We're going to be moving on to a movie which I thought was a joke until this trailer actually dropped. And I got to say, it is based on a true story. And I can't believe I got to say this, but the movie is called Cocaine Bear. Yes. So in history, a plane carrying cocaine crashes and a lot of that cocaine ends up in the woods where a bear eats some and went on a killing spree. Now, I got to say the CGI already looks terrible for the bear. It already looks bad and I know it's going to age horribly through time. Elizabeth Banks is also directing the movie. And I'm really hesitant about watching this because her movies aren't that good and can sometimes be a little preachy when it's not, not in the good way. Anyway, it's definitely an interesting premise and the fact that this is based on a true story is even better. So who knows? Maybe I'll look into it when I'm bored. Hey, maybe it'll be a hit. Who knows? Cocaine Bear Part 2, Rise of the Dead. I mean, you know, if this turns out to be a success, they'll do a sequel. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, a more detailed Super Mario Brothers trailer has been released, showing many other characters getting involved, such as Donkey Kong, and other references to other games as well. We already got a glimpse of Mario Kart, Super Mario 3D World, Old School Mario, Old School Donkey Kong, and I gotta say, the movie looks even amazing. Uh, Chris Pratt as Mario, I don't mind his voice um, in Mario. I really don't. I know a lot of people are complaining about it, but I mean, I'm excited for it. I know the original Mario actor is going to be in the movie as well. Don't know who he's going to be playing, but super excited to see that as well. And not to mention from what we've seen with Luigi, I believe they will add Luigi's mansion to this and other Easter eggs. And I think it's going to be great. I'm super excited to see this movie. I hope it does well. And I mean, they can't possibly be worse than the 1990s version. I mean, it could. It really could. But maybe it's not going to be. I'm hoping it's not going to be. Because that would be a feat on to itself. Anyway, moving on. A new Transformers movie is coming out. Rise of the Beasts. And the trailer dropped. And it looks okay. At this point, I'm basically transformed out. Especially with how bad the last one is, or last one was, I'd even bother to see Bumblebee because of how bad these movies have gotten and how they ignore their own lore. So this movie is going to be taking place in the 90s. Why are they ignoring their own lore? Or is this a new universe? I mean, seriously, every movie after the third one just ignored itself. Hey, the uh, Transformers were helping out in World War II. 
Wait, then why were the United States military surprised when these Transformers came out of nowhere? Like, oh my God, what are these guys? We have no intel. And then you have, what, in the last movie, Bumblebee was there during D-Day and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know, man. Transformers movies are a plague onto themselves. I'll see it. I mean, I'm not gonna not see it, so... I mean, yeah, I can complain about it, but in the end, they'll still get me in that seat. I'll say this, though. One thing I do like is they took some notes from a lot of people asking for this. So a lot of the Transformers you see in this movie will have their 80s design from the TV show, which will probably be good. But like I said, uh, we'll find out what the new lore is and how they ignore it in the next one. Uh, Moving on, I got to say, I went to see Violent Night the other day. And I got to say, it was actually a pretty good movie. The beginning was slow. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, it was great throughout the movie. It was slow. I was kind of getting bored. I thought it was not going to be good. But when the second half takes off, the movie vastly improves. I mean, the humor in there was good. Uh, There was this action scene where they basically showed what would happen if Home Alone was trying to kill somebody. And it was very creative. The jokes were funny. They made a lot of references to Die Hard and other stuff. And I gotta say, I if I had to give it a score, I would give it a 7 out of 10. And I will be dropping a non-spoiler review in about two weeks. And I know a lot of you have been wondering when I'm going to be um, talking about Black Panther. And I'm going to give it another week or so, just so I don't hear any complaints. Because when I was doing my TikTok about this, I saw many people commenting, Hey, uh, we still haven't seen the movie, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to give it another week before I give my two cents. Anyway, moving on, uh, a Grinch parody movie is coming, and it's called The Mean One. So this looks to be a low, and when I mean low, I mean low, budget horror movie, where the Grinch is basically killing people. It looks wacky. I don't expect anything from this except to laugh. And I mean, I mean, we need these types of movies because without them, what is life? I don't expect Oscar-worthy performances, but I expect a good laugh. Anyway, that's it for movies. Moving on to video games. Fortnite Chapter 4 is coming and there is a new map. And they already have the Doom guy in there, which I got. I was surprised I got him at level 25. I was expecting this man to be at least one of the hundreds, but he's not. We got the Witcher coming in about 65 days. He'll be more of a quest uh, person, so you have to do a bunch of stuff. Similar to what Indiana Jones was. And apparently the Hulk is going to make an appearance. So, I mean, the map is already pretty cool. They already added these hammers. And I got to say, you got to be careful for these hammers. Because your teammates can kill you with them. And I don't mean, oh, friendly fire. I mean, they can smack you with this hammer, rocket you to another location, and you can be surrounded by other people. Yep, I'm talking from experience here. Anyway, it already looks cool, and the battle pass definitely seems a lot more better than the previous one. I'm excited to see where they go and see how far Chapter 4 will fly. Anyway, uh, moving on, Warframe is now cross-platform which is great, so now finding lobbies shouldn't be a problem now, and everyone can play with each other. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming to all platforms on January 20th, and this is actually great for those without a Switch. I was honestly very surprised when they announced this game and revealed it was only a Switch uh, exclusive, especially with how successful the previous one was. 
I mean, a lot of people got into it. And uh, the one that's releasing on January 20th will support 4K, 3D spatial audio. And it's probably going to be a success since a lot of people have been asking for better graphics for these games. Uh, moving on, Fall Guys are, is now have SpongeBob SquarePants skins. And I got to say, they look really funny. And they translate well for many of the mini games that they have. My personal favorite has to be the Patrick one. It really is pretty good. Uh, moving on, Far, Far Cry 6 is getting a new DLC with a new story. And I gotta say, uh, this one's gonna be dealing with aliens. It's funny that a lot of people are commenting, and I gotta agree, that the devs spent more creative time on the DLC than the actual game. And with the DLCs we've been getting, I'm not surprised that a lot of people are seeing that. I'm seeing that. Because, I mean, first we got a Stranger Things one. Now we're getting Aliens. And honestly, I feel like the next Far Cry game should be this wild. I mean, if you're making a Far Cry game, let's take it up a notch. Let's do something in space. Do something where different rifts of the universe are colliding. So one place you got no gravity. Another place where you got to be under the sea. I mean, you could be very creative with these types of games. No one is looking for realism here. Get creative. You can do it. I mean, we've seen the DLCs, and they're actually fantastic. They're actually really good. So, I mean, I don't know what's holding them back from doing it. Maybe Ubisoft is, but they should run with the craziest idea they have and just have a blast. Uh, moving on, uh, that's it actually for, not moving on, that's actually it for video games. We're going to be moving on to Nerd Theories. So I got to say this with confidence because I'm seeing it now, especially with a lot of articles saying that Disney is going to focus on quality more than quantity. With Bob Eager coming back, I wouldn't be surprised that's the route they're taking. But I believe that Marvel, and I think I've said this before, is going to reset the MCU universe after the Kang Dynasty during Secret Wars. You know why I say this is because they're running out of recognizable team members and superhero teams and passing down the name. Uh, let's like Captain America did to uh, Sam for him to be Captain America is not going to fix anything and is going to cause a lot more problems because now we're talking about a, a movie with the power pack coming out after phase six. Now, while I mean, have I always been a power pack fan? Not really. A lot of people don't know who the heck the Power Pack is in the first place. And that's the problem. The reason why a lot of people go to the movies is because, hey, we recognize this name. It's Captain America. It's the Incredible Hulk. It's Thor. And with a lot of these actors and actresses bowing out from these roles, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit that reset and have everybody in the same universe. And recasted. Like I said, uh, if this keeps going the way it is, when another Avengers movie comes out after Phase 6, and everyone's like, Avengers Assemble? No one's going to really recognize anyone there. I mean, is anyone really? One thing I will say is the fact that they're trying to build the universe as it is. Like, Miles is apparently going to appear in Spider-Man 4, which would be great, because he had a big role to play in Secret Wars. Not the original one, the one in 2015 that would be great they restore everything miles and peter are in the same universe doing their own spider-man thing would it be really great uh they recast everybody to pre who previously played captain america iron man hulk thor with new actors 
and continue uh, this universe as it is. Like I said, I feel like with the way things are going, they're going to run out of people and that's going to be a bad thing because I'll say this about this new generation of writers. They kind of suck with introducing new people. They really, really do. Anyway, uh, that's it for Nerd Theories. We're going to be moving on to current events. So I don't know about any of you, but Kanye has been re-banned on Twitter after being unbanned. And I see in the comments that a lot of people are commenting and posting this meme. He made graduation. He made graduation. He made graduation. Kind of reminding themselves. And I got to say, it's crazy what's going on with Kanye West. I really hope this man gets some help. I really hope he does. Because, um, yeah, the comments he's making are not not good. Not good at all. Really not good. But, yeah, uh, Kanye got re-banned on Twitter. So, we won't be seeing Yee for a little bit. Which, honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. But that's it for about current events. Uh, and that's it for this week. Now, I know a lot of people have been asking, am I going to make a episode during Christmas? Since Christmas takes place on a Sunday. And I got to say, I will not. For Christmas and New Year's, I'll be taking a hiatus, and I'll be back the week after the first, and you'll hear all the good nerdy news and all the stuff I did during that week. Or no, that'll be two weeks. During those two weeks. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Sayonara. See you later, and I hope you guys have a blessed one. See you guys later. <laughs>